make fun of like there's a thing of separating the artist from the art yeah there's um, artists on both sides of the political divide that i have yes. to do that for because i get annoyed yes, by and, the, yeah, the like, extremist rhetoric from artists for, of all political yeah. stripes yeah for every jason Isbell, there's an aaron lewis um yeah and at look they can make a song if brad god this is the worst part where where he does the interview in the song uh scott's just yeah he's like hey mr president <laughs> yeah we speak different like languages god it's like just... something you'd see in south park yes it's yes that. it feels yeah. like something from south park uh my whole thing is like <laughs> you just if if you just cannot be this on the nose. No. And I liken it to how people feel the need these days to put like, you know how on Facebook, whenever there's either God forbid a tragedy or something going on in world affairs, they feel the, the need to put up. a filter. No, just like, <laughs> oh, not, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, it's yeah, not specific it. just to like the Russia Ukraine conflict, but it's just anything like they feel the need to put a filter on their Facebook profile photo being like, Oh yeah. Uh, I support this. I, I support that. I'm like, dude, like, it, but the part that annoys me is not even that they feel the need to do that. It's that if you don't do that, suddenly that means bad that you're, person. you're a bad person because you're not yeah. using your platform. Oh my God. If I yeah. never heard that phrase again, but my it's platform just like, that no one noticed that I deleted. <laughs> well, it's because I don't, I don't go to Brad Paisley for, for, um, for foreign affairs information any more than I go to, you know the f- folks on NPR to, to for a review of of uh, a new music. album that comes out or something like I I just yeah. I don't <laughs> like I yeah, we- I get annoyed by all that but it's just the this is like the only thing that's like more cringy when an artist tries and like I said probably well intentioned I don't want to necessarily be like oh this was underhanded maybe a little disingenuous in some ways but it it was probably well intentioned but the only thing that's more cringy than this is like when actors do their serious videos and they all sit there and it just keeps cutting to them. And they're like finishing each other's sentences about insert hot topic of the day. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. dude, I don't need Jim Carrey (laughs) telling me, you know, what to think about things because like, honestly, I don't care what they have to say. It's like, they can say what they want to say, but I don't care what they have to say. Yeah. The, <laughs> I hate when the elite tell me to uh, about anything. Is really what it comes down to. Yes, the rich um, and the famous want to suddenly become lecturers. Everybody, and that's not even saying that you always disagree with them or you always agree with them. It's just I get it's a very annoy. It, it hits a nerve in me that it just annoys me when people with a following or a a little famous want to start suddenly lecturing me about something, even if I agree with them on what they're lecturing me about. I just don't like it. They do it because they want to get the they want to side with the big Hollywood producers. So they want to be preaching their message. Heard that on Rogan. It's a sense of self-importance that I'm just like, I it kind of turns me off a little bit. The greatest part about this song is is when it was when it ends. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's been out over a month and it only has two hundred and eighty two thousand plays. That's not good. there's hope in the world. Um, if this song had, I never heard of it until you sent it last week. Yeah. Was it last week? I sent it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was last, last week. week. I yeah. never heard see, of it. That's the thing, though. I love Brad Paisley. Like his first oh, yes. like, three or I four would defend, records are yes. dude. Lots chef's of kiss. He does. Yes. Love Brad Paisley. 
So I, this is I don't, not I don't it, want this Chief. to come across it's like I'm bashing <laughs> Brad it. Paisley because I'm not. It, I just think this particular song in a vacuum, not even shit. low key, it just sucks. It's just shit. It's a vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, but I mean, like, yeah. we're, we're we're crossing the Rubicon. Gen- All right, this is the last thing I say. Songs like this, we're crossing the Rubicon. I'm all for it. What does Jeep have to do with this? So crossing the Rubicon is like a a reference to the Roman cavalry when they invaded, I think it was France or Germany, the Rubicon River. But um, it's a point of no return, essentially, is what it means. Like when we start getting foreign presidents on songs, even even domestic presidents or Political figures, just on political songs. figures in general. We have crossed a Rubicon <laughs> where <laughs> I'll just be honest with you, we don't want to go. Well, I, we've been, it's been pretty, we don't want to get standard. It's been pretty standard country and cold cans, uh, like opinion here. We've talked about it multiple times on the show. We aren't what we would be accused of by for anybody that is a Weisenheimer and hears this and they saying, oh. You guys are shut up and saying, well, no, you can uh, say what you want. I support your right to say what you want and speak your mind. Do what you want there, chief. Problem is, we just don't care what you have to say, whether it's left wing, right wing. Uh, or anyway, we just don't care. Like That's kind of our kind of our take on that. And, not, and we've been pretty consistent on that across yeah. the political spectrum on things, whether it's domestic or, or foreign. I, I just... I don't look to artists and and actors and to be my moral compass or my political compass, if you will, because we don't Mr. talk about so- politics on here. We aren't talking about tax policy and the latest this bill and that bill is coming through when we do this show, like because people don't listen to this show for us to lecture. That. Them. That's right, especially not for Mister Zelensky with two eyes. Yeah, like they listen to this show <laughs> to hear us talk about music and talk shit y'all, to each other. <laughs> I think both of you missed the two wise comment. Well, you know, it gets a little different if I texted y'all where it's like, hey, with two wise for someone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> His name has yeah. two wise, by the way. Yeah. 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 So is it pronounced Zelensky or Zelensky? That's a great question. I don't know. We'd have don't to ask Mr. B- we'd have to ask Mr. Biden. You know, he just went and talked to him. So Yeah. <laughs> or Mr. Paisley. He did a song with him. He did a song with him. With an interview in the middle of the yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> My whole thing is, man, I don't want to hear BJ sing a song and all of a sudden Bernie's like, hello, friends. This is my yeah. platform. <laughs> and <laughs> on the flip side, we don't want to hear John Rich sing things like so that in- awful song. So cringy. He put out in 2008 where he says, we're all just raising McCain everywhere across the USA. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I forgot about like, that. Dude, yeah. Like, dude, it's so cringy, man. Like, I don't care about hearing you talk about what you're what you feel like your topic of the day that you want to sing about like yeah, if hey, you want to put it out that's fine but i'm not going to tell you not to i'm just gonna not listen to caught shit yeah yeah because that john mccain uh, that john mccain john rich song was just so bad i was like why come up with a song called blow the trumpets with donald trump doing a speech <laughs> yeah. in the song <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i could say i could see john rich doing that unfortunately Oh yeah, he definitely. I, I I will never forget that because I heard it and I I was like 15 at the time and I was like, 
What? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I was like, I'm, oh, no. I'm a kid and I know this sucks. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but yeah, anyways, you. love Brad Paisley. Don't love this song. All right, let's talk about something we do like. Right. Um, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Uh, Mason and the Gen Line, friends of the show, really cool dudes, really good band out of West Texas, have released another project, uh, another full length album, eleven tracks, right in right in the wheelhouse, Andy, for what. Uh, you, you think an album should be in length? By the way, I agree. It I is agree. the right length. It is the right length. They they got it right on this, and we got an advance uh, for full disclaimer. Like um, for people listening, we got an early listen to this, so we've been like over the last week, you know, checking this out and kind of like adjusting uh, the 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 new project. But really, like I think that a few things kind of stuck out to me. <clears throat> it was a <clears throat> slight departure. Or maybe even you could argue maybe an evolution of like their cap rock country kind of sound from their first project. They instituted a little bit more of a rock edge, a little bit more rock and roll uh, on this. So it kind of came to like a country rock kind of sound that really is right up my wheelhouse. I, I love records that sound like this. And um, it the songwriting, I think, overall is even better than it was the last time. I, I can see like e- even just even more strides in, on that side of it. The, I mean, this album really has anything that I could want. It has got introspection, heartbreak, longing, storytelling. I mean, it's just, this album was right in my wheelhouse of something I like. So I, you know, obviously shout out guys, Mason and Genline for sending us the advanced listen. But um, what were your guys thoughts on it? Cause like this, this was definitely something that is along the lines of what I like to listen to. I think it sounds classical classically texas country is what it sounds like to me it sounds like randy and wade like william clark green it has that sound to it with some and, west um, texas kind of like almost at times spanish flourishes on it like yeah, the title it's, track it's for very instance, texas. is a good example yeah yeah it's very texas which i thought was done really well on the i guess if you're trying to be texas which is you know probably my favorite genre is uh done really well the um i like the guitar on it it it, it caught me at times it's like some of the guitar spots i didn't necessarily see them coming you know typically sometimes you can see when someone's about to rip a guitar and at times through this i didn't necessarily see it coming and uh vocally that i heard throughout the album there was a couple times like uh in terrible lover it might just be me hearing it but i heard it throughout on other songs but like how like he does terrible lover and then kind of almost drops a little bit to like the really bad friend part, like in the voice, it's more like upbeat to a little bit more somber, like a slight difference. I hear that like throughout it. And I think, uh, very good. Yeah. I I think that there were some good hooks on this record too. Like, um, terrible lover was one that I, I really liked the hook in that song. Um, I think the leaves of fall. We talked about that because we we talked about that a few episodes back when they released that single. That was one that was a standout track to me. Um, Andy, I wanted to get your take on Texas Wind because that sound. When you talk about like you know in the heart of that Texas kind of country rock that you and I have been big fans of, Texas Wind is one that sticks out in my mind specifically. That one's just it, like that, right down my alley there. Uh, cause like, uh, the, when the guitar kicks in, in the beginning, it reminds me of Cumberland road, uh, by, uh, WCG. They, that, that's the song that specifically reminds me of WCG, the way it's structured. Yeah. That, that one's 
pretty far up there on my uh because it also reminds me of uh was it west texas rain in yeah, the like yeah, texas I can wind, see that. west texas rain like that like you're kind of to me it's almost no, a no, no, mix no. of you're you're thinking about um just texas rain is that it yeah the one that was done by a shotgun rider and no, what, no, what was Bowen. their band of no no, no, Wade no, Bowen. no i'm not talking about wade bowen song i'm talking about i hear more texas rain than i do the west texas rain oh yeah it's just it's the when he says you know like texas wind it just reminds me of you know like west texas rain yeah is what I was, yeah but like the uh you know this is probably my second favorite song on the album yeah now kyle andy what did you guys do i think about in <coughs> excuse me this pollen's getting me man um yeah. <clears throat> summertime is something that I found interesting because I feel like it has some Don Henley, like eighties boys of summer, almost kind of feel to that. And I don't know, maybe it's just the way the drums are done in this Mm -hmm. song, but for whatever reason, it kind of has like the eighties kind of like, like smoother rock kind of feel. So I'm not going to, when I heard summertime, the drums actually reminded me of Fall, fall out boy. The uh, dance dance song. I don't know if you hear it. And you know, then you hear Pete Wentz or whatever his name is. Dance dance. But <clears throat> I don't know I if that was really. Listen, I'm not that familiar yeah. with Fall Out Boy. Um, I like I like the stuff I know, but I don't know much. Well, I mean, the only reason that it reminded me of it is even like on Wallen's album. I feel like people are starting to really rip off, not rip off use existing riffs because they're so good i think that's been done for a while i agree Uh, i've heard it a lot of things yeah maybe i'm just starting to now hear it um rip off the wrong word but um just use it but if it ain't broke don't fix it because the beginning of summertime is fantastic i just as soon as i heard it i was like that's fallout boy i hear fallout boy and i told you before we started recording i think they really changed their sound from more of an indie country sound to more like an indie almost indie pop rock sound and maybe not pop not maybe not pop rock but it's more it's i think it's I, less, I hear it's, like it's the, less it's less country more like it's, indie it's got rock-ish. more of a rock it's got more of a rock flair yeah. but I, I think i'm with andy where i think i hear more of a texas country rock uh, yeah and and to me texas the whole Texas scene lacks proper nomenclature. Where Kyle's going after Texas, Texas now. This should be fun. <laughs> well, what I mean, what I mean, what I mean is like Texas fights back. Remember that <laughs> we're like we're like we say Texas country, but what do we really mean? We have a definition of country music. Well, we no, have a that's definition that, of rock so, music, no, but to me say Andy, Texas rock. That's to me and like, Andy, that kind of like it, that does have a meaning. Um, okay, maybe Andy yeah. can like help explain it better. But like, there was this period in Texas, the Texas music scene, where sure. it was a decidedly country, but also equally rock, where you had heartfelt stories that that mm-hmm. said something, but you had two electric guitars on stage that kept the people interested in going during the live show. It, there was like the you know, early to mid two thousands to the early twenty tens mm-hmm. was like probably my favorite era of Texas country. So when 
Andy and I personally are saying Texas country rock. That's kind of yeah. what we mean. Like that. And I, and I think, uh, yeah, I, I would agree with uh, my, my thing is like, we've never actually given that a definition. And I don't, I think that's a bigger musical industry issue, not so much an us issue. Like if we, I think, yeah, go ahead. Andy. Like I, like I said, cause the way I said it was classic Texas country, I think is generally accepted. I would, I'm not sure if I'm, I believe I've heard this from other people as well is like Randy Rogers, Wade Bowen, Pat Green, R.E.K. Sort of yeah. your beer classic texas country sound basically the just after ragweed like big names yeah a little bit of a not as as edgy as ragweed sonically mm-hmm. yeah okay and i'm all for and making would, like a nomenclature for these things yeah because okay. now you are correct kyle in that the texas music scene has a wide variety of sounds like you've got yeah. the the traditional neo-traditional side, you've got the straight up rock side, you've got yep. the where I think this kind of resides more like that West Texas influence, like Andy saying, like that era, like Randy Rogers influenced Texas country rock. I mean, it's like there is a you, you were correct in saying that in the Texas music scene, there is a uh, wide variance in, in the sound. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I just. I'm someone who I'm very rigid. I like certain definitions and, you know, I don't really like saying this is this when other people are like, that's not what this is. You know what I mean? It's funny. Cause like, I'm very much a, um, I, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to like something that doesn't fit into my preferred box, so to speak. But yeah, I, I, would agree I, that, I do yeah. from having interviewed artists, talking to artists like privately, it's funny because we care more about, the labels and we care more about the yes. genres than they do for mm-hmm. like, I was Andy. I think Rhett Miller said to us in our very first interview in Durham with him, um, that he feels genre labeling is very reductive to the art that they make. And I get the artist's viewpoint on that. I think that mm-hmm. it helps for people like us and for people who just listen to music to kind of have a better understanding of what it is when you attempt to try to put the genre on it. But I see both sides, but I tend to lean. I tend to be with you on that, Kyle. I tend to lean a little more to. I do like. I do kind of like labels. I do kind of like genres. Yeah, it's hard we, to describe something and talk about something that you're not actively listening to without comparing it to other stuff that people are familiar with. Yeah, because like we don't want to sit here and be like, "This was good. I liked this." Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, right. The com- it, it helps draw comparisons to something that other people may be familiar with. That if they hear that and they like that, they might like this. It, it kind of well, just helps draw, connect the dots for the listener. Well, the way I look at it is I don't want to tell some random person. I mean, that summertime has a drum line that reminds me a lot of fallout boy, but it's not, but it's country music. Cause if they listen to the rest of the, uh, record, but how am I supposed- like, this doesn't make me think yeah, of fallout boy. You right, know what I mean? Right. Yeah. They're going like, to be like, how what am the I hell, supposed to, yeah, how, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, how am I supposed to describe, this in, in in certain context is it is it two thousand pop rock? No, it's not. But is it alternative rock? No, it's not. You know, it's kind of the yeah the box it's, that we kind of put I, ourselves in. I'm very much a fusionist when it comes to genres. Like I mm-hmm. love country and a country and rock are one of those two of those genres that fuse together very well. And this, like I said earlier, is like up my alley on the type of sound yes. I like. Cause it's 
rootsy and country enough to be country, but it still has a little bit of a hard charging edge and has some energy to it like rock. But it, it's, yes. it has like electric instrument energy, not like the energy that it can be a lot of fun, but it's not like the bluegrass energy. You know what I mean? Where it's like a bunch of like um, guitar picking and mandolins and things of yes. that nature. It's, it's it's more of a rock energy, a rock kind of electrified vibe to it than than the a more bluegrass affair. Yeah, I would agree with that. But on yeah, on summertime though, I I if you didn't say it, I wouldn't have picked it up. When I listened to it, yeah, it sounds it, I could it's structured like a Don Henley song, like his solo stuff. The, yeah, the structuring, the, the way it kind of the like kind of the like the way it rolls into the choruses and some of sort of the way he's singing it, it's it's structured similar to a Don Henley song. But it's kind I, of the I same way, <clears throat> the same way I kind of felt when we were talking about Ernest's uh, release last year, where "Did It for You" gave me very big Don Henley vibes on that one. It's kind of like a, a less slicker version with this. You know what I mean? Not that they're the same song because they're not, but like that's a little bit more of a a, a slicker Nashville attempt at that whereas this is more very much texas because like at the heart of this it's still a, it, this is a texas record and i say that as being a very positive thing because i think i'm with andy where i think texas probably makes my favorite music like out there yes <clears throat> like the and i do what were this is something interesting i'll pull up the track list so you can see it what mm-hmm. do you think is the th- best three song like section of the record Mm. Like three songs in succession. Mm, that's that's tough. I, I can easily tell you two. I don't know if I can tell you three. Hmm. I, the third I, is a I, real. Uh, it's a real. A third. I was is thinking about kicker. this earlier, and I think I have mine down. And obviously, I've had more time to think about it, so it's kind of unfair uh, putting mm-hmm. you guys on the spot like that, but. For me, I think it's definitely from California, followed by Leaves of Fall, followed by Boulder. That, I think, is my favorite three-song succession on the record. Hmm. I'm not a hound, California. I, I'd probably say, I think, it's, I'd probably go with the first three. For me, it was actually going to be first three or last three. Right. I, I probably would go with... First three, because it's a mix of it all. It's like I love the way "Give It a Go" opens. Yeah, I like the way the fiddle comes in on "Still in Love." That reminds me, kind of like Flatlandish, and I like I love the writing in "Terrible Lover." So it's it's kind of a three mix deal on those three. Mm. I'm actually gonna go with the last three. Can't go wrong with that either. I like Texas Wind. Um, now, I love Sangre. The the only slight critique I have of it, which is just purely a me problem, is whenever I hear Sangre, I just imagine uh, Andy and um, Aaron in the office singing Sabre. <laughs> <You know, they're, laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just what yeah. I imagine. You know, they're like, "Oh, it's Saber." Uh, oh, <laughs> Sabre! Yeah. And then they keep saying Sabre. Kind of yeah. Sabre. I, 
Yeah, I, I just imagine them singing, like you know, saying it in in, in sang, uh, Sangre, but Sangre is a banger. But uh, that's just a me problem. I just I just envision Oed Helms. <laughs> There's a way to the, weave the office into almost any conversation. It is. It <laughs> that's is. That's how you know it's a standard of American television. It's also it's a, it's a cultural icon. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it it will be the Hogan's Heroes and Mash of our generation yeah. when we're like fifty. <laughs> right. Yeah, but yeah. One of the things I really liked about this record, though, was it was a record that had songs that actually said something, but memorable sing along choruses. Sometimes I think that um, artists either try to go after one or the other. They think they have to be so artsy. To the point that the choruses are mundane and they don't have like sing-alongs or uh, things that really kind of you could just, you know, sit there with your beer held up in the air at the concert and kind of just like vibe out. And then the flip side of that is you have the big anthemic choruses from a lot of people in music, but the song doesn't really say anything like mm-hmm. a la, even though I don't hate this song. I think this was a smarter song done in um, Bro Country, but the Dirk Bentley drunk on a plane has that big yeah. anthemic chorus. But the song, you know, while better than the rest of the road country of the era, it, I mean, it's not up there as one of Dirks' best work. Um, no, but this no. album did a good job of merging those two things that I like, because I like sing-along anthemic choruses, but I like the song to actually say something. And I, I hats off to the guys for pulling it off successfully on this record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, hmm, I'm trying to figure out which one I think is going to be the best going to be the best one as far as a con- uh, like a concert you, song yeah I'm trying to think which one do you think would be the best one there's, there's, there's quite a few hooks on I, mean, I, I think, think, I think, I think, I think I, Ooh, that's, a, that's not a bad one either I think Sangre is going to be pretty darn good, too. I just yeah. scream Sangre at him. <laughs> See, the fact um, that there was multiple choices here, again, Yeah, I think they did a good job with that because I, I could any of the ones we just said, I could hear being really fun to sing live, like for the for the fans. I just feel that like the whole – I could see Terrible Lover, too, but like the whole vibe of Texas Wind live, like with the guitar is just more electric in like atmosphere wise and like the way the chorus is sung, it's just more of an electric experience live. I would think than terrible lover. Right. I can see that. (laughs) So we talked about best three in succession. What were your three favorite songs overall? Uh, started three, go to one Kyle. Mm, Three. I'm going to, I'm going to go three. I'm going with Texas Wind. Two, I'm going to go with Boulder. And number one, I'm that's tough between these two. Um, I really like Leaves of Fall. Yeah, I like Leaves of Fall a lot, too. Yeah, so that's pretty much number one. Trucker Andy? Oh, we're going to be fairly close on this. I'm probably going to go Texas win, leaves a fall, terrible lover. Okay. Interesting. 
we're all going to be pretty close on this for the most part because Texas win was number three for me. Um, number two was California. Number one is Boulder. There's something that I just has this easygoing feeling and like uh, to the way California sounds. It, it makes me think of how America used to look at California back in the day. You know, like the land of opportunity, the sunshine out there, like you go there to be a star is the way not necessarily saying that's what that's what the song's saying. It's about necessarily, but I'm saying that's the way the song feels that, like musically. Mm. I, I think that's what kind of drew me in on that one, like sonically speaking, was just the kind of um, uh, almost kind of like open kind of like here's a a, a cool kind of like hopefulness the, to the way it the, sounds yeah, the new frontier almost yeah 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 yeah. that's a good way of putting it that's the way like i See, said actually way sonically it sounds to me i actually took the opposite away from california i actually took like almost took this as somewhat trollery from a texas band to be like i want to stay in california <laughs> Well, see, I'm not talking. I'm not saying lyrically. I was speaking oh, okay, strictly okay. about how yeah. how the music feels to me with that one. I like mm. if the, if it was an instrumental, that's what the the song would make me kind of get that feeling. That's that's what I was like getting at. Mm. Okay, the sound of that song feels pretty familiar. Actually, I can't place it, but every time the only thing I can catch is the the line. I can't get past it. Is that I just want to go back to California one more time since that my truck is now illegal in California, I can't go back to California. I used to always <laughs> like going to California. I just kind of just want to go one more time. Yeah. So that's, I was, I was like, every time he said it, every time I was like, same. <laughs> California is one of those places I'd like to visit at some point. Like I'd love to go to San Diego. California yeah, is cool. The we- Yeah. I, I, I like it. I've always heard the weather there. It's just amazing, but I like central tough. better, but. I have only the only time I've ever been in California was in LAX. Never Ooh, left. California's that, cool. <laughs> that sucked. Never Just left the, the airport. airport. That's kind of how I was California in Dallas. Like I've place. been to DFW, but only the airport. I was later for five hours. Ooh. Yep, in LAX. So my uh, experiences with LA are I live vicariously through Nick Miller. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, I live vicariously. I can say through I, I, I relate yeah. to that statement. <laughs> I am I am Nick Miller. <laughs> I, I have yeah, a cool. lot of similar personality traits as well. Yeah, to a <laughs> with fault, Nick, yeah. I, like <laughs> yeah. one of the when he got angry at the door that time for uh, not wanting to <laughs> to uh, pull it when it said push. Yeah, I've done it a thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> I love the part too. Like uh, now we're going to El Rabido, but Nick has such a great <laughs> TV character where he was just like, they're like, Nick, you don't even help pay all the bills. He goes, I'm sorry, I refuse to pay for the Wi Fi. <laughs> <laughs> where he's like. <laughs> I vibe with him. He's like, he's deeply intelligent. And he's like, I passed the California bar, but fuck it. I just want to be a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. He goes, yeah. after I became a lawyer, I realized I hated the law. <laughs> yeah. I see. Yeah. So. <laughs> Great show. Yes. New girl. Check it out. Yep. Definitely. If you haven't watched it, definitely should. But, but Andy, no, like, you're, I, Andy, you're, you're a Winston. Andy's Winston. Me and Clint used to say that to him all the time. He is Winston. 
And You're Andy used Winston. to be like, why am I Winston? He's like, he's so weird and he has a cat. <laughs> Andy, you're Winston, bro. Because you just have these little quirks about you that just work. And Clint's, Clint's a Schmidt, for sure. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yes. We used to say that when me and Andy Clint were living together. We'd be like, oh, Andy's Winston. Andy would be like, why am I Winston? <laughs> yeah, because I feel like Clint's always like, I'm getting chubby. Well, he's back in the gym now. Oh, I feel like Clint would be the person to be like, He's obviously really, really cut and lean. He'd be like, I'm getting chubby. Like, Back then, hey, yeah. Hey, you're not. Hey, he'd, show, he'd show you a hey, picture of when he was 13 and fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah really, be like, this is how I used to look. This is why I eat clean. Very lean, bro. Yeah, you're still <laughs> real lean, man. Yeah. That's and I was very much like Nick because I was just like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you pop a, a beer? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let care. me do another 12-ounce curl. <laughs> With, with Clint's flavor of the week, <laughs> you're shit. Logan goes to gym's bar and grill. That's right. I'm heading to the gym. You can't say that when it's a bar and grill. <laughs> yeah. Mm. No, Such a good but show. Boulder, Such a good show. And, Boulder and California have pretty similar sounds. I I can agree with that, and I think that's probably maybe why I like both of those so much. It was because like I I really loved the way both of those songs sound. I think Boulder sounds better. That's fair. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I like will... Cali better than Colorado. Well, I've never been to either. I meant like on songs. Oh, no. Okay. I like how stripped back Boulder is. I feel like mm-hmm. it was Boulder a good like a, Boulder almost has a personality. It, it kind of came at a good time too because like you know it's a few tracks down from where. Um, like you know, summertime being one of the the more outliers sonically on the record, mm-hmm. and then you have you have California and Leaves of Fallen Boulder following that. Um, I think the album was sequenced really well. And then you have Texas like a, Wind, and then yeah. the more Spanish influenced Sangre, more West Texas. Yeah. It, it, it well, starts out th- pretty rocky too, and ends pretty rocky. I, uh-huh. And it's a little softer in the middle. Yeah, I, I do like that. Well, when I was listening to it, I almost saw this. Album is almost like a 360 where he does the whole loop where it starts in West Texas and then where the middle of the album is California, right. the furthest point from West Texas, if we're going to be honest. <laughs> and you know, Boulder, Boulder's, Boulder's kind of close, but it's not, it's not, it's not really West Texas. And then, you know, by the, by the time he gets to Texas win, it's back, it's back home. And then Sangre is, Almost back to the the <clears throat> the origin of the album. It's almost like a full circle. Yeah, I mean, I think overall, very strong project. I've really been digging this one, and uh, I, I got to bring this up again because it's it's worth noting with the way music is these days. Eleven songs is perfect for an album. Yes, um, I also want to tip my hat to whoever did their album. It is I was amazing. About, I was literally about. Yeah. It is amazing. <laughs> Whoever did it, tip of the cap. It, it it screams like Western movie yeah. cover from the yeah, 1960s. It it's it's amazing. So whoever did that, I, you know, tip of the cap. It has a real theatrical all, aesthetic to it. Yeah. Yeah, it and is. it's also it's like got your colors too of like a, your like the pastels, your typical like your typical Aztec blanket. Like you yeah, see, yeah. like it makes it. It's got those colors, is what it is too. So it's 
it's a sick album cover. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And I think it it kind of fits the the like feeling of the record too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. It's it got looks the cowboy like the skull sounds. head, dude. Yeah. I like the cowboy skull head, dude. I don't yeah. know what he's yeah, doing. Yeah. It's sick too. Yeah. Don't know what he's doing, but it's awesome. Right. <laughs> now a hell of a hell of a record. Definitely check this out. Check out their music. And you know, if you're nearby, unfortunately we're a few states away, but if you're nearby, uh definitely go to their show. Um these guys are some talented dudes. We've been listening to them since, you know, their debut project, uh Caprock Composition. And uh, I'm excited for, you know, to see where their career goes. Cause one, they're super, super nice dudes. And two, they put out some damn good music. So, um, check out Sangre by Mason in the gen line, uh, for this episode of country and cold cans, be sure to go look in the description, click the link that says click here to leave us a voicemail and let us know what your thoughts on Mason in the gen line and this brand new project, the 11 new tracks we got from the West Texas outfit. Um, we'd love to hear from you. We'll play it on the show. And uh, check out the website, countryandcoldcans.com, as well as give us five stars and a great review where this pod- podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and Stitcher. For this episode of Country and Cold Cans, I'm Logan, sitting here with Trucker Andy and Kyle. See you next time. Take care, guys. <laughs>